I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The resurrection is a bit hard to believe. Of all the Christian claims, this is one of the taller orders. Um, And certainly it gets dismissed out of hand by our modern, secular, scientifically-minded culture. Uh, It's put in the same foolish superstition category as other foolish superstitions, and uh, most of the world considers themselves to have moved on uh, beyond such superstitions. And yet we as Christians hang on to it. We hang on to it uh, year after year, decade after decade, century after century, because we, we continue to say Christ is risen. This is our high holy festival. This is the basis on which all Christianity rests. And so I have to start with acknowledging the difficulty of hanging on to that as modern people. Um, I'm going to also mention that it's not so different being modern because it was hard for the ancient peoples to believe it too. It wasn't any more likely to happen 2,000 years ago than it is today. Uh, And certainly if you listen to the other uh, gospel accounts, the disciples didn't even believe the women when the women first told them. So it is not credible on its face. That's just something that doesn't happen. People don't come back from the dead. And yet we claim that Jesus did. And so I have to start there because that's where our culture is and people look at us askance when we continue to gather and continue to celebrate this reality. And, and it's not irrational to do so. So my, the first part of my reflections is to say it's okay to believe in the resurrection and still not be credulous and given to uh, uh, foolish uh, fantasies. Um, there, are, there are reasons why it makes it credible, or at least not incredible. I have to be careful here. I can't prove anything. Nothing, nothing can be proven. But when you look at the arguments against it, they tend to only go so far. And the first argument, um, of course, is that resurrections just don't happen. And, of course, the claim is, well, it happened once. And that's a problem for historiography. Uh, Historiography is based on what is likely to have been the case. Since we weren't there, we're basing our beliefs on the accounts from the past. And one of the presumptions is, well, if something is not likely to happen now, then it wasn't likely to happen then. And so a historian would say it's very unlikely that Christ rose from the dead because it's never happened any other time. But the problem with historiography is that it can't deal with a single event. There's no way to evaluate whether a single unique event has happened because by definition it's unique. So it still takes us out of the bounds. Still you have a fundamental decision a priori to say these things just don't happen. And that decision a priori is really what underlies that that disagreement between whether there's a resurrection or not. At some point, you've chosen to decide whether you live in a universe where a resurrection might have happened, could have happened, did happen, or a universe in which resurrections just don't happen. But my point, my first point, is that that's an a priori decision. It's not something that you can prove either way. Either you say resurrections just don't happen, or you say, I think it did. And I'm in the I think it did camp, very clearly. Um, I think that if I fell away from that, I would have to give up this job, number one. I can't carry on. There are clergy famously going on in their work as atheists. Um, I'm not one of them. Um, And I'm not even a deist, because a deist is just, eh, it's an atheist in drag. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, but a deist is someone that believes that God exists, it's just that it doesn't matter because God wound up the world and left it and didn't touch it again. And the resurrection is the opposite of that. The resurrection is a God who is intimately involved and engaged in human history of all things. Um, and in fact is willing to break the rules in order to accomplish something. So the, uh, so the, the claim of Christianity that Christ rose from the dead, that God raised Jesus from the dead, is a claim about the relationship with God, between God and creation. It's, is God engaged? Is God involved? Or is God at a remove, just letting physics do its thing? And at some point, you have to choose which universe you live in, which universe you think you live in. Do you live in a universe where resurrection happened or a universe in which resurrections just don't happen? And the, the second part of my reflections is why you might want to choose to live in a universe in which a resurrection happens. Um, the, a universe in which a resurrection happens is a God who is engaged, who hasn't given up on humanity. And so the... The second part is not about facts and arguments. It's about hope. If you're in the atheist, agnostic, deist camp, where whether or not God exists or it's a matter of opinion, or even if God exists, it, God doesn't change anything, we look at our contemporary world, and I ask, what is the hope of humanity? There's not a lot of signs, rational scientific signs for hope for the human experiment and for the human spirit. We continue to make war after all the centuries of knowing how awful war is. We haven't done anything about the climate crisis. For 50 years, people have been yelling on street corners about the climate crisis, and we still haven't done much of anything at all. We continue to struggle with global pandemics and um, opioid crises and housing and economic crises and we just can't seem to get it right as a species. And so there's a whole generation of people who would call themselves, who would identify as doomers. The human race is doomed. And if the human race isn't doomed, at least civilization as we know it is doomed. And that, my friends, is a universe in which there are no resurrections. A universe in which there is a resurrection says that God is involved, that God cares, that God can pull victory out of the jaws of defeat even when people don't deserve it and haven't earned it, that God is still engaged and that things that we don't believe happen do happen. So a universe in which there is a resurrection is a universe in which humans can turn things around a universe in which God can change the hearts of human beings and put us more on the path of goodness and righteousness, um, a universe in which, furthermore, righteousness matters. Because in a universe without a resurrection, righteousness doesn't matter. It's just physics. It's just you're just working out the, the, um, the coding of your DNA, and whether you're righteous or not, right, righteous or not, is a product of how you were born and your environment growing up, and it's an accident. And generally, if you're righteous, you're probably at a competitive disadvantage than the sociopath who is under no such constraints. And if you're righteous and it doesn't bear immediate fruit, you can't see any results of it, what's the point? Why do I carry my cloth bags to this day 
to the grocery store and say, no plastic, please, when I know how little a difference it makes. It's just one guy stubbornly clinging on to trying to avoid plastic. And, and a universe in which there is a no, re- no resurrection is a universe in which my action does not matter. And unless we get everybody to change all at once, then there's no point. And we're doomed. But a universe in which there is a resurrection is a universe in which not only can I be part of a project that spans multiple generations, that I, my little acts of faithfulness and righteousness can participate in a great narrative that is so much bigger than I can see or know, that, that God's work is, is, is what powers the enterprise, not mine. And all I do is I put myself into the flow of this river that is bigger than me, that started before me, and that will carry on after me. And I have no idea the size or breadth or volume of that river, but I know I'm just being swept along in the current for my little journey here on earth. And in that world, righteousness matters. Uh, Finally, a world in which there's a resurrection is a world in which death is not the last word. And so even if the end of my life is short and truncated um, and I never get to achieve or accomplish all the things that I wish I could. I never get to see the results of my work and my striving and my pain and my suffering and my sacrifice that in the end I am part of a reality that is bigger even than this physical universe and that there is something called eternity in which my actions have meaning. And only in that context do my actions have meaning. So my little act of righteousness here, even if, it, even if nobody knows and I can't measure what the effect is in history, and even if there is no historical effect, it is part of something that is bigger, a universe that is bigger than what we can see and measure and know. So that, for me, is why the resurrection matters. Now, I can't always feel it. I can't always feel my belief in the resurrection. Mostly I go through my day with the, like any other secular person trying to figure out the best way forward and what the right politics should be and what my personal choices as a consumer should be and all the rest of it. Um, and, and, but the fact that I don't feel it doesn't mean that I'm not committed to it. And again, I'm still talking about hope here. I can't always feel hope for the future of humanity. I see all the news. I read all the stuff I'm aware as aware as anybody can be, at least in my situation. Um, and sometimes I don't feel hope, but because I'm committed to the resurrection, I am committed to hope. And this is where I distinguish hope from optimism. I'm not optimistic. I don't think things will inevitably improve or get better. I don't think it's inevitable at all. But I hope that they will, and I will not give up that hope even in the face of all evidence to the contrary. And so even if the world goes to hell in a handbasket around me, I commit to the way of Christ as the way of new life. And if I am the only one that tries to love my neighbor until I die, then it's still worth doing. Even if I can't measure the results, even if I can't see the results, even if the results are not even apparent on this physical, historical plane, that, that in the universe in which resurrections happen is a universe in which the rules are not what I think they are, and a, a universe in which God really is engaged and cares and, uh, and is involved absolutely in what happens on this little tiny planet of 
strange creatures that inhabit it uh, with all of our struggles and our joys and our fears. Finally, finally, a universe where I commit to the resurrection allows me to rejoice even in the face of suffering and pain and sorrow. Uh, uh, The resurrection says more is going on. There are blessings. Uh, There are blessings even in the midst of chaos and pain. If I look at the universe or look at the the world and human lifespan and, and pain and suffering at the time of Jesus, it was by every measurement much worse than it is today. And, and yet we are doomers today. Uh, the, the humanity lived through the black death. And if you want a time when you want to be a doomer, it's when a third of the population is dropping dead of a plague. The COVID hasn't touched the black death for, for lethality in that regard. So in those times... God was still present, still active. The resurrection was still there. Easter still came. Springtime still came. And the the beauty and grace and joy of God was nonetheless present. And the faithful Christians through all those ages were able to celebrate that. And even in the midst of what they were feeling, whether happiness or sadness or joy or pain, they are able to say, Christ is risen. I commit to this reality, to the reality of God who raised Jesus from the dead. And, and that is where I put my hope. It's somewhere different. It's somewhere, in the end, much more solid than a hope in human nature or in progress or in all the other things that ultimately fail to give humanity hope. And they're proving that they can, they're failing to give humanity hope. In the end, our hope is in God. And it's a God who is not distant and withdrawn, but a God who raised Jesus from the dead and can do extraordinary things Uh, when we're not looking and when we're looking. And that is the reality in which I choose to live my life and I trust you choose to live your life in that reality as well. Thanks be to God. Amen.